Open your Bible, please, to 1 Peter chapter 2. I wonder how many of the projects that are part of this projects, project that we're sitting in, how many things that were done you can name. Now, if you're Jerry Martin, you can't participate in this. So somebody, somebody uh, raise your hand and tell me one thing that you know was done in this room. Okay? New curtain, that's right. Come on. Sam? The walls were painted, yep. New windows. New furnace. What was? Bigger what? Bigger platform. Extended that out. What's that? Doug Hun- Don Hubbard. Is Do- Don, are you down there? Oh, here he's okay. Yes. What else? What's that? Well, the beam, that, that goes back a while. Yeah. The lights. New carpet. Said a slimmer pastor. Oh. Where, I'll give you that 20 now. Where are you? Window, window coverings. They look a lot like the old ones, but they work a lot better. Yeah. The trim boards, all of that. Chairs. Sound system enhancement. Uh, glass doors. What? The comfort room. New lights, new lights down the side as well as up here. The furniture out in the foyer, that whole sitting area and, and all of that in the foyer. If these chairs, we already mentioned that. Yes? Well, yeah, kind of a little new setup. Got some new decoration. We've got, uh, let's see, what else? Did, did we forget anything? we forget anything, Jerry? Well, the... Oh, that welcome room, that's right. It was all painted to match as well, that's right. And of course, we have one project in motion. Um, you know, communication with vendors and contractors is always a, a joyful thing. And uh, we told them we wanted to be done today, and they thought it was time to start the project, which up on the, plat- up on the balcony, there's going to be a glass a safety rail that will go up. So, so that's been started, but not been finished. You know, when I do projects at home... Oftentimes, the day after, or a couple of days after, I will, uh, you know, like, I, I know when I built the fence, I did this. I went outside, and I just looked at the fence. And I just rejoiced in its completion. So we want to we take a look, okay? So take a look around. Just in, enjoy whatever you see that, that blesses you. Okay, enough of that. Bring in the construction materials. Yeah, bring them right in there. Put them right there in the middle, please. Now, don't worry. I'm not announcing a new new major building (laughs) building program. (laughs) And we're not going to change anything that we've done here for at least a week. But I do want to talk about living in a construction zone today, and I want to do that from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Coming to him as to a living stone. That's talking about Jesus. 
It calls him a living stone. It's, you know, in the way that God communicated, he used a lot of different names to describe who Jesus was. He, coming to him as, as to a living stone, he's, he's not a living stone literally, but as to him, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up sp- spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. God is building himself a house. He's building himself a church. This scripture tells us that God is a builder and he is building a, a church. And, and when I use the word church, what I mean is the scripture says it's a place where he gets worship. In the Old Testament, we had the, uh, we had the temple, we had the tabernacle, now we have you. And other scripture refers to Jesus as the cornerstone. When they built buildings back then, they would take a massive stone and put it in the corner of the building, and everything else went uh, square, plumb, and level off that stone. We, have, we talk about laying a cornerstone now. That's when you put a commemorative plaque on the outside of a building. But the cornerstone then was where they started. And so there's a cornerstone. There's other scripture that talks about the apostles being part of the foundation. The apostles and the prophets played the role of bringing the scripture to the church so that the church could grow. And so we have Jesus as the cornerstone. We have the apostles. And then he says, I'm building, I'm building you up. I am building a spiritual house. Something is going on here. It's unique. He says, I am building you up as living stones to be part of the great spiritual house that I want to build. In Ephesians 2.19, we read it this way. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers, that means aliens, foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. You are part of God's house. You've been built up on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, the whole building, which means all of us living stones, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. We talk about this church, we, we, we refer to this as the church, but you are the church. <laughs> this is the place where First Baptist Church dwells. We come here together, we are inside, we're protected from the elements, we're, we have the, the ability to, to quiet down the noises from outside. This is the place where the First Baptist Church meets, but you... You, First Baptist Church, you're the place where God dwells. You are a church. One of the truths that you really have got to understand and the mental image you really have to have, if you don't, 
is that you are the place where God dwells. You are the church of God. We are the place where God is worshipped on earth. And that's both an individual and a corporate truth. 1 Corinthians 19, I think, talks about the individual aspect of this truth. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you're not your own? In the secular world, they've picked up this word and they like to use it. You know, I, I treat my body like a temple. That is not what this is talking about. This is saying you are the place where God visibly dwells on earth. Now, is God limited to you or to us? No. God is everywhere. He is omnipresent, just as he was in the Old Testament times. But that tabernacle and that temple are the places where he made himself known. He had the, the cloud up over the, uh, up over the uh, tabernacle uh, and, and the, the glory that he had in the temple. People knew there was a God. He made himself known there, and that's what he wants to do for us. You were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirits, which are your spirit, which are God's. When you are by yourself, you are a dwelling place of God, you are a priest and a place of worship, and you can and should be offering worship to God in the form of righteous living and Active praise. Hebrews 13 puts it that way to us. It says, don't forget to praise him with your lips and don't forget to do acts of service. When we gather together, we are a greater piece of the whole body of Christ, the whole church, which God is building up for the purpose of receiving worship and doing acts of service. It's prayer and praise and learning and serving, doing all the things that God commanded when we obey, God is worshipped. And that's what he is building, this, this house of worship. And you're the stones that he's using. Now, the second thing that I'd like you to understand is this. God is manufacturing his own building materials. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. You, as living stones, are being built up. Who are the you that, are you, that he's talking to? Well, if we were to look through chapter 1 we would understand very clearly that God is talking to Christians, people who have been born again. God in his grace and mercy intervenes in human lives and causes them to come to faith in Christ. And you can look through the, especially the first half of chapter 1 and see that. And so I want to just ask you simply today, are you one of God's living stones? Are you one of the pieces of building material that God is using to build up a house of praise to himself? You see, just because you come to a church doesn't mean you are in the church. The church is the body of Christ, and you become part of it when you become a believer in Christ. It's possible to say the right words, to even become a member of an organization called the First Baptist Church, but still not be part of the house that God is building. But the great news is you're just a, a faith away <laughs> from becoming a living stone, a piece in God's house. And, I, and let me just say this, nothing would be finer today on the day that we celebrate God's house than to celebrate God's house getting bigger by a new living stone being added. Now, what, what I really want to get to today and share with you just, uh, just briefly is this. God's building process is continual, and there are some challenges that go with that. Look at First, uh, first Peter 2, Verse one, verses one through three come before. Or verses one through four come before verses five and six. 
And there's a connection, obviously. Therefore, he's given a command here. Laying aside all malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, all envy and evil speaking, as newborn babes, that's a newborn babe in Christ, desire the pure milk of God's word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Coming to him as a living stone, you also as living stones being built up. Here's what he says in the flow of the text. He says, look, you should be growing in the Lord. Do you know why? Because you're part of God's house. The motivation to grow is based on the reality that you are God's house and he is building you up to do God's work. You should grow because you are God's house. God expects each living stone to grow. That's why they're called living stones. These are, these are not monuments that are static, that we look at. These are living, breathing parts of God's house. God expects us to grow. And here's the thing that I really want you to think about today. God expects each living stone to appreciate the growth process of all the stones. Paul puts it this way. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. We have to bear with one another in love because everyone is at a different stage of growth. You had a welcome this morning from a grandma and a granddaughter. And all we expect from that granddaughter is to just keep smiling and looking precious. You know? Even when she fusses, she gets attention. But we don't expect her to walk up here and do something because we know the stage of growth that she's at. One of the things that is challenging as we build the house of God, not well, it's challenging as we build this house too, but as we build, as God builds among us, We have to remember that everybody is at a different stage of growth. Let me ask you to raise your hand. How many here have been a believer in Christ for more than 50 years? Raise them up high. Okay, look around. Now, put them down. How many of you have been believers in Christ for less than five years? Less than five years. Okay? And we've got everything in between. There should be some differences in the maturity level of a five-year-old Christian or a 50-year-old Christian. Now, we all understand that that's not always true for good and bad reasons. But there should be a difference. And God commends to us an attitude that says, realize that everybody is at a different stage. We have to bear with one another We have to bear with one another with a lowly attitude that is not being arrogant and and I'm perfect and you're not and all of that with gentleness, with patience because we're all at different stages of growth. We also have to recognize this. Everybody grows at different rates. Now again, there's good and bad reasons for this. 
I'm sure there are sinful factors and righteous factors in our growth rates, and I'm sure I don't have a perfect knowledge of which factors are which. I just know that I cannot give up on you because you don't grow as fast as I think you should. Listen to Romans 15. We then who are strong or mature ought to bear with the scruples, literally the weaknesses of the weak, and not to please ourselves. When you are in a situation, whether it's in your family or in this family, and you, you, you look across the room and you think, why can't that person grow up? Your responsibility from God at that moment is to say, God, if I am the strong Christian, would you please help me to bear with the weaknesses of the weak? Would you help me to help them? I know you're building and I know we're alive. Can you imagine what would happen in this building if the building materials grew? We think that might have actually happened because we're pretty sure there aren't any square corners in any part of the room. Building materials do shift, we know that. But can you imagine if you built something out of masonry and, and, and they grew? Or maybe one grew and the other ones around it didn't grow? God says that's going on here. And we need to recognize that we all grow at different rates for good and for bad reasons. And because of that, we have to say, you know what? If I'm that strong Christian, I have got to help. I have got to not give up. The third thing that we've got to understand as we appreciate the growth process of all the stones is this. Everyone struggles with different issues. Again, there may be some sinful and some righteous reasons why this is true. And I may be tempted to think that I know exactly why you can't get a grip on certain things. But I have to let God work and not give up on you while he does. There is a sense in which all sinners have the same struggles. We all struggle to do right. We all struggle to say no to the wrong. But there is a sense in which different Christians have different particular challenges, the way they were raised or the experiences they've had. Listen to this from Timothy's life. Paul wrote to Timothy. Timothy was a pastor, maybe even a leader among pastors. Paul the apostle wrote to him and said, Let no one despise your youth. Now, if you do some calculations, he was probably 30 or 40 years old. So we're not talking about a teenager here. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, faith, love in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to the exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. And if you look at other scriptures about Timothy, you come to understand it appears that Timothy was a little bit timid. He was hesitant to stand up and say, now folks, we need to do something, we need to leave, we need to go, whatever it was. That was a challenge for Timothy. Paul didn't appear to have that challenge. Paul stood right up and said, thus saith the Lord, and pointed his finger. Okay? Every living stone in this place is being grown by God, and none of us is perfect yet. I attended a conference a few years ago. Jeff went with me and some guys from another church. And we saw this phrase. We're all just growing. This was a real catchphrase in their church. Church of maybe 1,200 people. A church where they specialize in helping people 
put their lives back together from difficulties, and they said, we're all just growing. What does this continual growth process mean to us? Well, a few years back, there was a fad in Christianity with pins with this on it. Please be patient. God is not finished with me yet. Please be patient. God is not finished with me yet. Now, obviously, this can be an excuse for laziness. It can be an excuse for sin. But it also can be a very important reminder that God is at work in all of the people in this room. We're all at different stages. We're all making progress in different ways. And if we are going to create a beautiful house of worship for God, we're going to have to be committed to each other and to helping each other grow and to not giving up on each other at all. Sue and I have been living in a construction zone for almost nine years. It's been one project after another. This year, uh, Lord willing, it's going to be the backyard. Our first project was the bedrooms. Um, Everything in the house needed painting. There were some other things that needed to be done. The carpet needed to be replaced. And we had a water bed back in the day. We've progressed onto a big boy bed now, but we had a water bed back then. We didn't want to set that thing up and have to move it out, you know, try to work on the room. And so we camped out in the family room. We put beds, we put some beds in there and we worked on the three bedrooms. And when we got them done, we moved into the bedrooms. And then we worked over here and we worked over here and, and we just did that. Um, you know, when you live in a construction zone, it's messy and it's challenging. But the end product is worth the effort. And I want to challenge you today that we are God's construction zone. He is building us into a great place of worship. And as long as we are alive, God is going to be building us and bringing in new bricks, new stones. And we need to set our minds to say, God, I'm going to be committed to your body and I'm going to work, and I'm going to help, and I'm not going to give up when people are challenging. May God help us never tire of the work that is going on in us and in others around us while he builds a greater place of worship. Heavenly Father, build that place of worship here. You've been building it. You're going to build it. We want to be part of that. We want to ask for your commitment to our brothers and sisters. We want to ask you to help us, help us recognize when we're we're developing attitudes that are not godly, when we're being tempted to give up, and help us to be patient and kind and, and keep helping one another grow in you. Thank you for the great milestone that we've come to today. May you be honored as we move forward from this milestone. I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Worship team's going to come and we're going to sing.